Hey, it's not exactly radio back at you again with another episode. Uh, we got something a little cooler for you, but before we get to that, hey, what's up? It's your host, Benny K and Tony, just admitting it, Tony. Just admitting it, Tony. I like it every time he finds something to play <laughs> off the album. I love it. And uh, today, we're really excited because we are big fans of this guest right here because <laughs> of what he does with Milwaukee. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's tagged all home. I know, he's, he's like, hey, get out of here, guys. <laughs> We brought Jay on the show. He runs Mondalucha, and we are big fucking fans of Mondalucha. We've gone for the last four years, uh, I think. Five or six. Well, for I, I, you, we always go back and forth. For you, five or six. Me, it four. Was a, it was the first show I went to a month after I got married at Turner Hall. Oh, nice. So Jessica, yeah. And, uh, my wife Jessica and I just were very amused. That, awesome. that was the next time we were there. Very was cool. watching some chairs get thrown around. It was fucking, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Jay, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Appreciate yeah, it. This is going to be a fun time. Oh, this is going to be great. We're really, we were like super excited about this. Um, I always like when somebody forces me to check out something I always meant to. Yeah. Sure. And then I end up enjoying it because I just never got to Jane's Addiction. I was always like, well, they were always, they're always thought of as one of those uh, rock bands of the 90s that, mm-hmm. you know, were part of that explosion. Just never did it. This was super hard. Yeah. This was like the Sophie's <laughs> choice of like how what do you what do I pick cuz I don't want to come off like some kind of stupid music snob. <laughs> well, I've picked the, you know, this obscure album yeah, I said, I heard it exactly. So, uh it came down to uh there were four choices. It was either going to be Nothing Shocking. Mm-hmm. Uh it was going to be Rocky Erickson's The Evil One. Okay. Um it was going to be Gorilla Biscuits Start Today. Okay. Or it was going to be Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds Murder Ballads. Oh. So, I'll get Yeah, yeah so so for me but so for me um, when we we had messaged back and forth, mm-hmm. it was totally because I had the conversation that you know previous day with a friend of mine where yeah. we were talking about, and I had said nothing shocking to me is not only is it the album that shaped me truly who I am, yeah. like I, I really appreciate that, but I think that it is one of the best albums ever made and one of the most important for the time that it came out. Yeah, I could so. definitely see that. I mean, like a lot of different topics in this whole uh, whole album, and we'll get into that very soon. Um, but I have to just say again, we're really excited that you're on the show. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be here. So, um, All right, so let's uh, let's get in. We're doing Jane's Addiction, Nothing Shocking. Tony, do you want to give us the rundown on that? Sure. Uh, this was the major label debut from the alternative rock standouts. Um, genre is an interesting conversation with them, so we'll get mm-hmm. into that too. Uh, this one dropped on August 23rd, 1988. What were you doing? Uh, getting ready to become a freshman in high school. So I was yeah. in my mom's stomach. Yes, I know. That's <laughs> I, all right. I was about six weeks from existing. There you go. Right. right. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. Yeah. Sorry, so, That's fine. Yeah. No, I get it. Look, I look much younger than 45. So yes, it's very much so. so. I, I, I had, I was, I'm glad you didn't make me guess. I would have had to <laughs> make you pick a prize from the wall. Uh, the album was received well by critics but only peaked at 103 on the billboard 200 the single jane says made it to number six that year though um now like i lost my place but um (laughs) the last time rolling stone produced their 500 greatest records of all time it hit 312 which is Ridiculous amount of albums. Yeah. Right, How do saying, you do 500? Well, right. still, but at the same time, there's still a fuckload of albums out there. Right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, 312 is still not that bad. Yeah, but I mean, but it's still, right. I mean, 500 of anything is <laughs> right. a little bit excessive, Fair. in my opinion. And it's like, at some point, you're just throwing shit at the wall and like, okay, yeah, that's fine. So, Like, I feel like, yeah, it has to be, well, we need to include these 500. 
All right. right. And couldn't you <laughs> couldn't you justify anything past like 100? Exactly. Right. Was, At that point, you're like, listen, I just really love this song poems album that I got uh, the, the, from KTEL. You could justify it after 100. I've been so. listening to the Wiggles for right, two right, years right, right, because right. of exactly. my kids. Exactly. It actually bangs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at the time, Warner Brothers gave them a list of producers to choose from. They went with Dave Jordan. Dave Jordan. I'm. Dave Jordan. I'm. It's all, right. it's all good. Wonderful reader. Good, yeah. <laughs> uh, based on his work with David Byrne of Talking Heads and Brian Eno of Brian Eno. Um, so the interesting thing, though, is vocalist Perry Farrell demanded 50% of the royalties for writing the record. Right. Oh, okay. Well, that, and I don't know if I'm allowed to jump in at this point. Oh, well, absolutely. Uh, so do. here's the interesting thing. Uh, so Dave Jordan went to Jane's Addiction and said, give me all your songs and whatever you have. I will, they gave him about, I think it was like 25 songs, and he said, I will pick the best 10. I will put them in order as how they should be on the album. Oh. So the band was kind of hands off as far as the layout of the album and how it plays out. Okay. Um, but the band broke up while recording this album because of the deal with Perry Farrell. Oh, because shit. Perry said, I want 50%, and then the rest of the band can split the remaining 50% Ooh. three ways. Yikes. <laughs> and so there was, uh, there's all these great stories about Dave Jordan showing up at the recording studio and the band all in tears getting in cars and leaving. <laughs> and him being like, what's going on? And then like, we broke up. <laughs> and so they, and then the label was like, you have to help us facilitate getting this back together. Arbitrators came in and... Uh, the most fucked up thing, yeah. Perry Farrell got his way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So now yeah. you you made me listen to this album. Now I'm just mad. It, it, right, right. it kind of brings light to why they would continuously do continuously do that too of break up, get back exactly. together, break up, that, get back yeah. So together. they were like really. I mean, so it was, and I know we'll get into it with the album, but that's why this album, in my opinion, has a total chip on its shoulder. When okay. you listen to it, okay, I think that there's a uh, an attitude. I think it's everybody saying fuck you to each other, but like, but the fuck, everyone, if everyone's like, hey, fuck you, I'm gonna do my fucking best and I'm gonna stand <laughs> out, yeah. ended up making this like, this great album. Yeah, because all of them do have those moments. Yeah, there are, there are points <laughs> in every single song where yeah. you're like, god damn, they're going off right here. <laughs> and then you realize that it's like, it's because <laughs> there was a level of, not only say one upsmanship, but just like animosity that made this be so strong. Yeah, that, I mean, that is an interesting idea because, like, and that's good with good rock records highlight every in, every part of the right. band. You need every part to make it good. Yeah. And can I say, too, I was unaware of all of this when I was a freshman. So, like, <laughs> I don't want to come off like, yeah. here I, I am, like, you know, and at starting high school being like, and let me tell you what happened in this Jane's Addiction. <laughs> I didn't know this stuff until later, but okay. it really definitely, like, when you when that that's brought to the table and you listen to the album, you hear it and go, "Yeah, shit, this is crazy." Yeah, that, so. I mean that's the fun part of the about the internet. You get to figure out all the find out all the shit that was happening. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, well, so when just it blew my mind. Right <laughs> so right. thank you. We're done. <laughs> um. So yeah, the record first struggled to achieve commercial success. Um, but one part of it was because they were going with that. You know. They were trying to show how rock and roll they were with just their explicit imagery. Yeah. Because the album mm-hmm. cover fi- 
Well, nothing yeah, shocking. It, yeah. Well, it was sold at stores with paper, like a brown paper over it. Over it. Okay. Yeah. That was the only way they were allowed to get it into like porno mags and Jane Addiction. Right, 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 right. right. It like a porno <laughs> mag. Exactly. So it's kind of wild. Just some poor kid that just was able to pick either Jane's Addiction or a porno mag, and he went with Jane's Addiction. Hey, you don't know. That could have changed his life. Right. He could have been well, done buying smut at that one place, and he bought Jane's Addiction. Rock and roll saved his life. I yeah. can't read your notes from here, but I'm sorry if I'm going to jump in with another Oh, fact. no. Yeah, do your thing. Sorry. Oh, hell yeah. Pretty so hard. what they did, too, to offset the fact that record stores and some record store chains and some actual like places wouldn't sell the album uh, with the full album cover showing... They created a promo video called Soul Kiss, which was like a 20, 25 minute video, like a promo video. And they gave that to all the record stores so the record stores could play it while, like, in all, like, because they're always looking for content and cool cool stuff to be putting on the TV. Well, I I mean, remember, record stores were still existing in our teens like we could go into them yeah. and yeah that would be a thing like they'd show music videos from every section and right so you would be like oh my god like what and all of a sudden you're watching and it's this guy with green dreadlocks white guy <laughs> with green dreadlocks and this you know and the guitarist has his fingernails painted but he doesn't look glam like poison but like a they look player. cool and tough right and you're just like this is this is crazy. What is this? And that's how a lot of my friends were exposed to it. Okay. Um, the one thing I will say, if anyone decides to go search out the Soul Kiss video, there's one really, really disturbing part in it that Dave Navarro pulls. He has a pet eel in a tank. Okay. He pulls the eel out of the tank and is holding it and then takes it and smashes oh, it sh- on oh, the shit. counter and then puts it back into the uh the still, fish tank. Still alive, yeah? Still alive. Yeah. Okay, all right. And so, like, he was like, watch this cool trick this does. <laughs> and now, again, as a 14-year-old kid in 1988, like, you know, that's like, oh, I, wow, that was crazy. <laughs> but now I'm like, shit, like, like that's oh, not yeah. good. It's like the same way, like, yeah. uh, I feel about, like, some, like, Italian cannibal movies from the 70s. Where I'm like, <laughs> yeah. well, uh, they didn't have to show him killing like, a turtle, but yeah. I guess they did. But so this was this didn't need it, but somehow that made it into this video. That's how you know so. it's crazy. So yeah, so if you watch the video, if you search it out, just that scene. When you see him sitting by the tank with the eel swimming around, just fast forward. Okay, so. all right, good <laughs> yeah. call. Now I'm going to slow down that part. I'm going to be yeah. like, hey, I'm going to check out this part. So yeah, uh, <laughs> on the result of that, and uh, actually singles hitting radio play, it did go platinum eventually. It's just one of those strange things where at first it's like, it yeah, <laughs> like it struggled with release, and then all of a sudden it caught on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty good, and, and that's that's an interesting idea. Maybe that's like one of the first viral videos to get it to propel a band because that's how like a lot of bands and like rappers and anybody gets propelled now is right, they yeah. like either release one song or they release a video and everybody can't get enough of it and they want more. Right, yeah, for so sure. It, so it's it's interesting how uh, there there was cases of that right. pre-internet. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into the let's get into the album right now. Let's start off with our first track here, "Up the Beach." I thought very good. Basically instrumental, yes. A uh, lot of atmospheric thing, and I I could tell right away that this was like a bridge between punk rock that was in the '80s to grunge music that was in the '90s, and I felt like Jane's Addiction did a perfect uh, perfect bridge for that, and I because I, I really connect with punk and grunge, and I love that shit. Sure. So this is this was like right up my fucking alley, um, and it, it just seems like the song itself is like. Here we go. This is what the album's going to get Which into. Which they say. Yeah. Oh, well, yes. I, <laughs> I forgot. The, the lyrics that aren't really there, there is one lyric that says, here we go, and home. That's right. it. I forgot. Right. Um, and, yeah, so it's like basically how the album is going to flow with little to no lyrics. Uh, 
Navarro does the talking on this track with his guitar. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Love it. The I, more, yeah, go ahead. I just feel it like builds a lush landscape. For me, it right. really is yeah. them driving up to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> like, it really is that for me. Okay, uh, so, I saw them on this tour when um, in November. They played at UWM, okay. University of Milwaukee. For those that aren't here in Wisconsin, loses <laughs> this. Um, so, uh, I, and I'm sorry, this is a little weird story I'll get into real hey, quick. But like, no so, need to apologize. So yeah. imagine, I'm a freshman. All I was exposed to up until that point was um, not uh, Sex Pistols and, you know, like just like your typical English punk rock clash, mm-hmm. stuff like yeah. that. And um, there was a guy in my school, he was a senior, he was friends with my sister who was a senior. Mm-hmm. His name is Mark Whitcomb. Okay. I, cool, he was that cool guy that just liked everything. <laughs> like he was a guy that I was like, maybe I should listen to Rush. I think he likes Rush. And I'm like, I don't want to listen to Rush. But but he was a guy that basically turned me on to Jane's Addiction. Okay. And I mean, when, when Mark said, hey, check this out. And I was like, I'm going to listen to what you say. And he played this album for me. And he's like, hey, they're coming. And so it was me and uh, like, I think uh, so there might have been a sophomore in the car with us. And then like two seniors. Okay. And we went to UWM. It was like my first sip of a beer Ooh. in a car, you know, driving to this concert, <laughs> and um, then, yeah. yeah, and then so uh, going and seeing them at, at the college, and uh, they started with this, nice. and I mean, just when that just the roll oh, yeah. off the beginning, mm-hmm. and that's where I was just like, this is a, like what are, what is going on? Because this <laughs> is where they uh, it just it takes you you're into it, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you are now into this album, Hell and yeah. it's the journey, and I always say that this album is like a dinner. Uh, like, I, this album to me is not meant to be listened to one song. This album mm-hmm. to me is you need to start it and just listen through the whole thing. And we noticed that when we were listening, mm-hmm. when you first told us about this and we were going through the album a little bit, it's like we needed all these together right here. Yeah. And it was just amazing to like piece the story together the more that we listened to it, at least on my side of it. Um, and that's probably uh, Dave Jordan. Yeah, like no, absolutely right. By oh, yeah. the way he set Doing it up, and you can hear the ebb and flow. And I know we'll get into everything else, but you can hear just like the timing of every track to me is perfect. And mm-hmm. this is the perfect starting track. Oh yeah, this is the uh, intro to Flash Gordon with Queen. Dump, 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 dump. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, this man. is the this song is the thing that gets you like pumped up yeah. for what's about to happen, yeah. and then it just like gets you into it. So. Speaking of getting into it, Oceanside yeah. the next song there. Uh, I think uh, from what I heard from the lyrics, it seemed like it's something that's de- someone that's dealing with a lot of struggle. Because um, I'm more of a, when I look at a song, I kind of look at the lyrics, I listen to a lot of the guitar, but then I like, I don't know how to talk about it. That's kind of my brain, mm-hmm. how my brain works. But when I listen to the lyrics, it's like someone that's struggling because they're like, Hey, I wish I didn't have a heart because it's easily broken with one yes. strike, but I'd rather be an ocean because it goes with the flow. Right. And, and that's what I hear from this song here, and I thought that was a pretty cool song. I, if I remember correctly, according to, like, I don't know if it's like an unofficial Jane's Addiction site, it was like, oh, this song's about being homeless uh, or something <laughs> right, like that. Right, kind like, of like the, the being the transit or being that, being able just to move. Like yeah, yeah. Said, kind of like the ebb and flow of the... Yeah, of, and, that's, and I thought that was a really cool part of the song, uh, or a cool part... About that made the song cool. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I think it's the, you know, you come off of that strong intro mm. and into the acoustic start, and then when he just drops with a three, four, oh yeah, and you're like, get into okay, it. Hell yeah. now we're in, and then it just like rides through. This is another one of those to me where, um, just the song structure itself, and it's so heavy and hard and just like in your face and then it dials it back mm-hmm. and then picks it back up and just keeps going to the end where it almost is like 
I'm say when I say this, I mean it in the best possible way. It like collapses in on itself. That yeah. very last like couple chords and beats, just a boosh, it just like yeah, uh, it just lands. It just like lands in your lap, and you're like, fuck, take me to the next song. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and we can, yeah, had a we can. yeah. This track for me, this is when I, this is the moment when my first couple listens, I got it. Like, because it gives you three different looks in the first three tracks. And then this one is more of a, it's a straight up, you know. I, damn it. Where, what did I, what did sorry, I get? It's right here. This okay. This is your notes. Point, All right. Pointing at the screen. I'm just going to write what I wrote. This track helped me get it. Navarro's string work on this track is awesome. There's some grooves and some treading, but never overindulgent. The track just keeps chugging along. Um, and then I just like because there is so many rock and roll songs about absentee fathers. Yeah. Mm. But this one, for me right now, it's the best for me. Like it, it, it just because it doesn't hide around it. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's just this idea of well, dad left, we're all fucked, and also God's dead. Well, but, but you know <laughs> the, the it, interesting it thing it. to that is that Perry Farrell has said that he's gone on record multiple times and kind of gone back and forth. He's mm. saying. Is he saying God is dead or God is dad? Oh. I was wondering that too when I was listening. I'm like, it did, like the lyrics that I was reading, it said God is dead, but I'm like, this could say dad. Yeah, and so <laughs> there were, and you know, I've again read it many different ways. And the thing is, depending upon where you are in your life, I'll take it either way, and I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. When um, this came out, my parents had just gotten divorced. Okay. So I was living with my dad, mm. but this is that teen angst when. It's kind of like, hey, fuck you, dad, but also I love you, dad. <laughs> yep. And all, and it's like a little bit of everything. I wish you were more involved, dad. Mm. But I'm also an independent kid going out but and also, skateboarding. But also, get away stuff. from me. Right, exactly. Give me yeah. a hug, but don't. You know, it's that, this yeah. whole feel. And this, like, again, another song that, for, I, again, I'm sorry you guys weren't born yet. But <laughs> uh, this was a song for me as a 14-year-old that just meant a lot. It okay. just really meant a lot. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, any life event, but especially divorce. Uh, I don't have parents of divorce, but my <laughs> wife does. Stop bragging. <laughs> uh, I have absentee father, <laughs> actually, fully. He's actually going to give you a, give you a, give you a story. Um, also, I'm but, sorry, my parents are still happily married. Uh, but, like, They're old as shit, though. I mean, that's <laughs> one of those life events, especially when you're in a, you know, teen years or whatever. Music yeah. is such a life preserver. And this is... I could see this 100% being one because it has all those other, you know, all those looks. Yeah. You know, it does have the sad, but it does have the angry. It does have the perspectives. So, so that's awesome. Like, that's what I really like about it. Here's a story about Tony. Him and I have been <laughs> friends for almost like 15 years now. Uh, and you got married when? Like five years ago? Six years ago? Yeah. Something like that? Four. Either, well, either five. way. So, yeah. Okay. Four. <laughs> Do you know? No, Four. Okay. Uh, I was in it. I should remember too. But, uh, anyways. So, so take off four years from that friendship. It's still like almost. Uh, it's almost. Uh, it's it's a decade. It's a decade. Yeah. Um, so at his wedding, all of a sudden we're like the wedding's over and we're getting pictures taken. All of a sudden this guy I don't know is coming up the stairs, and I'm like, oh sorry sir. He looks really dressed up. I'm like sorry sir, uh, there's a wedding going on, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh that, my son's getting married. I'm like, oh shit. Like so from our friendship, I've never, never met, met his dad, dad, and I almost kicked him out. Of his wedding, because I'm Even like the guy was dressed up nice. Yeah, but this was after the wedding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's like at, after he the missed, wedding ceremony. He, he, oh, okay. It was between ceremony and reception. And yeah. He was yeah an hour late because yeah. that's my dad. And then that's <laughs> sad, but it's also kind of funny because I almost right. picked out this guy, oh, yeah. this guy's dad from his own wedding. Yeah, for, for full permission before the recording. Yeah, I'm like, hey, can I talk like, about that? 
My That's dad good. is my dad. <laughs> no, fair enough. That's, yeah. So I thought this song had kind of like a connection. I I thought of Tony right away when I like thought of this song. Um, but yeah, right on. Um, next one, Ted just admitted, I think this is right on cue with the spookiness of October. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because we're talking about Ted Bundy here. Um, and I, I love it because I love that there's just like clips of Ted Bundy saying like, I didn't do this shit and what the fuck's wrong with you guys? And then there's like spooky little, uh, what do you want to call that? Um, background things in the, in the song that yep. like definitely bring it together and I love it because it's October and this is my time of the year. I fucking love October. Well, I think the, <laughs> the interesting thing with this one, first off, I will say as a 14 year old, I was not uh, knowledgeable about Ted Bundy at that mm -hmm. point. Was this when he like I, was around that no, time? I was like a little bit earlier than yeah. that. Okay. It was 70s. Early yeah. 80s. And so, right. And so I wasn't that at that This sounds terrible. At that point, <laughs> I wasn't into serial killer culture <laughs> like I am now. Um, but, then, but I do remember that point later on in high school when I started getting into serial killers and being like, oh my God, this song was about Ted Bundy, <laughs> um, which is great. But the other thing that is very interesting about it is how punk rock or completely opposite for the, like for a band like this, uh, nothing shocking, this and that, yada, 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 for them to actually almost seem conservative be like listen Ted admit it you did it yeah. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying like yeah. it's kind of a weird like and you would expect them to be like Ted like it would be saying like Ted mm -hmm. maybe you didn't I don't yeah, know or something it would be some other both like, sides of the right, spectrum right. it would be some kind of different take but this is so straightforward yeah. like you did it oh okay and then when you get into Ted Bundy's story that's really what you want to say because he just always denied it yes right. even though right. he was dying and it's fun because even though like the whole uh, the sex is violent yeah. thing his last interview, he was blaming porn yes. for, for his exactly. killing sprees, oh. and he said everybody, basically everybody that likes porn is a serial killer, right. like, because yeah. that's how I became one, and, and it's you will, all bullshit. you will never have the chance now that you're older, <laughs> as I did, to get in a fight with, say, your father or your mother, and go in your room and blast your stereo and blast this song, but then turn it up super loud when they go, sex is violent! <laughs> <laughs> or to be sitting in the parking lot of your school and have your friend playing this in their car and as you know all the jocks and kids are walking by yeah. to just like, crank it at <laughs> that yeah, part yeah. too it's like and we're gonna let them know that we're listening to like this is what, what are they listening to in that car you oh, know so. we could still do that now but we might go to jail right, right. <laughs> exactly and like yeah. well, half the people be offended the other half would be like eh, well okay like, all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that means sex is too chaser yeah. <laughs> and, and this one has the records line in it too right yeah it's the one that nothing yeah. shocking yep yeah, yeah absolutely. Over again too. and it's the um the uh yeah, this song just to me is just uh, awesome. And the line that always gets me, and I don't know why, is always the snapshots make your girl look cheap. I don't know. Oh, that was like, I thought that was just super grimy. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I like that. That's like, it. I love it makes that. you feel grimy. Yeah, I just like the it. sleaziness of yeah. it. Terry's definitely on fire on this one. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, when we were talking, everybody gets a rub here. This is the track where, yeah, his vocalizations are just awesome. Yeah, for sure. And everywhere. They're really very. See, and it's kind of funny because I feel like this track is kind of out of the way from any, any other track that's on this album here. Yeah. Like, they all talk about different things, but this one seems kind of a little bit out of place, but it still yeah. fits. But this is the one where I felt like they were trying to say something. What they're trying to say, I think, is a little bit ambiguous, but I still think, like you say, it's like, it's a it's like a statement track, but yeah. I'm still not completely sure 100% what that statement okay. is. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. Uh, then uh, standing in the shower thinking, going a little bit lighthearted in this one. Palette cleanser. Yeah. yeah exactly. Oh, for sure. Yes. yes okay. That's a great Perfect. Palette Perfect. cleanser. It's I mean, just it's fun. Real. Yeah. It's fun, yeah. <laughs> and not my favorite yeah. track, um, but I think you find yourself by the end of the song kind of singing along a little bit. Water is a pipe in hot. You're like, okay, now I'm into it. And I'm totally like, okay, I can get into this. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's, but this is definitely the palate cleanser after you just had your ass handed to you for three songs. <laughs> right. And then we need something just to kind of change it up a little bit. Well, see, that's the thing, because it kind of goes into a different direction after that, because you use the palate cleanser, totally legit. Um, and then the next song, Summertime Rules, talking about love. I, I mm -hmm. said, like, this is the punk slash grunge version of, like, a classic love rock ballad. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, like, six minutes long. There's guitars, like, the, I remember there's, like, one guitar solo that's, like, I don't know, a couple seconds long, but then they still makes up for it at the end when everyone's shouting a little bit, but just, like, bringing it all together, talking about love. I'm like, this is a fucking... Right. And but ballad, right? This here. is why when you look them up on, like, three different sites, they'll give you three different genres. Yes. Right. Because they go, people will put alternative rock, alternative metal, mm -hmm. they'll put punk, they'll put grunge, right. like, what the fuck are they? It's because, like, well, what the fuck are they? And that's why it's good. Exactly. <laughs> like, and album structure on this one, so to put it again into perspective, um, we used to have things called cassettes, guys. I don't know if you're familiar with <laughs> I those. Do. Hey, you know, I, I had a cassette when I was younger. Thanks to my fortitude, yes. old yes. brother. So, uh, <laughs> and I used to fuck those up. <laughs> so Summertime Rolls was the start of the second side of the cassette. Oh, okay. So now if you think oh, of, yeah. if you break it, if you break the album in half right at that point, and yeah. you think about all the songs up to Standing in the Shower thinking, like we said, amazing intro, ass kickers, palate cleanser. You turn that tape over and this just is the first track to lead you in the second time. Wow. And it becomes like this esoteric feel like it's a whole, I mean, this song to me, and again, I, I'm, I don't mean to sound melodramatic about this or just like, <laughs> hey, no, do your but thing. this song is to me is the one where I get lost in this song. Like every time I hear this song, I am completely lost and oh, you yeah. don't know where you, it's just like, it feels like summer. It feels like it's like warm. It's just this very, um, just it's like I said, esoteric. That's the yeah. best way I can describe it. Where you're just, where am I? What am I doing? <laughs> what did I just listen to? And by the time it gets to that end, and it's neat when I uh, sing about like me and my girlfriend, you know, don't yeah, wear no don't, shoes yeah. and all that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like you can hear there's like the voice underneath, kind of cutting it to a little bit. Yeah. That's like kind of not mumbling, but just soft speaking through it. And the song just ends, and you're like, wow. <laughs> it never kicked into a different gear, really. Right, I mean, yeah. it gets almost there, but it then completely dies. Yep, it it yeah. still holds itself back. It never kicks into the that next gear, but you're like, I love what I just heard. And you're almost in a fog, and then the bass line drops for Mountain Song, and you're like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now you're on the roller coaster going back up the hill. And Fucking it's like, Mountain Song. You know, oh, my God. I love that shit. Yeah. Yeah, Just, I mean, it's great. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't mean if I no, to cut off. No, that was rolls, perfect. That was a perfect transition over to the Mountain Song because, like, fuck yeah, I am running through a wall with this song. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just that bass line. Yeah. Just, I mean, you just feel like a badass the entire song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, just, uh, and this is as a white suburban kid that went to a fairly like regular middle class high school mm. uh, a song about a heroin addiction <laughs> and drugs this is like this was the closest I was ever going to get to yes. understanding like raw right. drug power yeah. because shortly after this I became straight edge and then it was all <laughs> yeah. then it was just X's on the hands and I'm yeah, like, yeah. That's but it. I still always. love this song it was always they'd be like do you ever do drugs I'm like no but I heard Mountain Song and it fucking blew my mind <laughs> And I get it, you know? <laughs> it's so, so good. It's 
That's fantastic. That's yeah. fantastic. And I was like, that was a, that was all I needed uh, to really get into it. So, but this song, um, and this was always the track. If someone was like, "What is this Jane's Addiction?" I'm like, "Here's let me let me pass this one over to you guys." You know, and they're like, "Wow, that's really great." Because yeah. appeal to the metal friends, yeah. Appeal to the punk rock kids. Mm-hmm. Appeal to like everybody. It was just like so, just like visceral and just right. I was saying, it's just listic and just cool. Yeah, super fucking cool. You know, and that's. You know, for me, sometimes with rock and roll, it's just, is it cool? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't this, pass the cool. Well, and this song was originally on the soundtrack for uh, the movie Dudes, I think it was. Okay. Um, with um, one of the guys from, nah, I have some, what's his, I forget his name. Uh, but anyhow, but it was like almost like a punk rock type movie about these punk rockers that get caught in like a western town. And Mountain Song was originally recorded for that soundtrack. Okay. Um, I'm... Yes, I'm, I'm, yeah, I might be confusing my movies. I'm a big movie guy too. But <laughs> it was originally for one of those type of movies. I think it was for an Alex Cox movie. And then um, Dave Jordan loved it so much, and the band still loved it so right, much that they were like, the, "Let's put this on the album." They made this song before Jane's Addiction was even a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and uh, um, originally this was the first single. This was the video oh, that, yeah. that was released, and it was girls on stage dancing with diapers on in the video. <laughs> Hell yeah! And I was like, "Yeah, okay, okay, I can deal with that. I'm cool with that." Yeah, that was another part of my little research for this. Is yeah, they didn't. The Mountain Song video didn't get aired a lot, right? Because of that. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I think they had in clips in the video too of him doing the art installation with the naked girls. So that was another yeah. reason why. I, I made the symbol for boobs. <laughs> in case you didn't you know can't what girls see it. like. <laughs> Sorry. No, it was perfect. I'm glad you described it. Yes. <laughs> Next track, Idiot's Rule. For me, just another fun track. Oh, it's yeah. like the standing in the shower thinking. I think one of the good qualities of this record is that it just doesn't always take itself too seriously. Right. It right. makes it fun and just listen to. And you'd still get these thinkers like the Ted Just Admit It where we can discuss the meanings behind it. But then there's also just these tracks that you can just enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> and also we think uh, of its time. Uh, this song definitely, uh, they... Uh, and I know that it's not meant in a mean-spirited way. It's literally meant as like people razzing them or razzing counterculture. But they drop the F word for homosexuals in the song. Oh, okay. Um, which again, not I mean at the time, but, but again, yeah. they're not saying it in an offensive. Yeah. Right. They're not saying. They're not trying. Right. No, there's no malicious intent behind it whatsoever. But that's what has always, uh, you know, if you were to take uh, their self-titled album and they do the song Horrors, and like in that song. They drop the N word, okay. talking about like <laughs> what's, uh, you know, like way down low or the streets, something or other. I found yeah. myself with the freaks and the, uh, yeah, yeah, right. you know he doesn't mean it. <laughs> right. He's giving like describing the scene. It's yeah. like kind of that. Like, oh my god. Um, and uh, I just like to say, in going record, I've always felt uncomfortable singing along to that song or Idiot's Rule, just because I've been very liberal-minded. Fair, yeah. No, hey, I'm gonna skip that part. Uh, but uh, again, a fun track, definitely. Yeah, definitely a fun track. And, and then also, the, I mean, again, that's why the genres are all over the place because that's like a punk song. Like, yeah, it's yeah. art. That's like something you hear a punk band make. Well, and who plays the horns on there? Do you know? Flea. Flea. From Flea Red plays Hat, Flea the fuck. <laughs> yes. I forgot what track. I just yes. know, yeah, you come. Oh, man, that's yeah, awesome. Flea right. does make Shit. But that's that. Bass in this. Yeah, <laughs> it's all that LA. You know what I mean? It's all that yeah, LA yeah, type yeah. music stuff. So, um, and I think possibly Angelo Moore from Fishbone was included on that. Oh, as well. so nice. yeah. I know he had. There's some ties to it. If not on this album, he did something else for them. But I know that. I want to say that I think he might have been part of that horn section. As I'm well. just glad we talked about Fishbone for a second. That was yeah. badass. 
Oh, <laughs> um, going on to Jane Says, this is the one. This is the one that I know. It's the first one I heard. Obviously, it's on the radio. I feel like this is probably the thing for a lot of people. Uh, Jane Says is probably the first thing. Um, steel Drums. Steel Drums come in this song here, and that's the only time you hear it on this album. Well, that one, that was a big thing, too, where they fought it tooth and nail. Yeah. Where Dave Jordan said, do Steel Drums on it. And they were like, we've never done Steel Drums. <laughs> and he's like, trust me, it'll work. And none of them wanted to do it. They did it to humor him. It ended up it on the album, and then it's the hit. But oh. see, but I think, I cool. <laughs> well, I think this the version of this song on their first, the self-titled album, is better. Yeah? Yeah. I, I mean, it's still, it's still good. But this, too, I'm going to hate to say this. <laughs> this, if I never heard this song again, I'd be fine, thanks to like oh. modern radio, uh, you know, like yeah, late 90s, early 2000s, fair. this is, like if I never hear Pearl Jam again in my life, <laughs> I will, or you 2 I will be a happy man. Man, good thing Kevin's not here. <laughs> our, 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 our good friend Kevin, uh, he loves Pearl Jam. I've, I've, <laughs> I've hated Pearl Jam from day one. Uh, <laughs> I saw, and uh, sorry, it sounded like a moment, uh, senior year of high school, so 1991. Okay. Um, the tour was Pearl Jam, Smashing Pumpkins, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers okay. at the Eagles Ballroom. Yeah. And Pearl Jam opened up, and Eddie, Ve I hate, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> Eddie Vedder was climbing around the, like, uh, the, because he did that bullshit. Okay. And uh, I just remember being like, this is so dumb. <laughs> like, this is so stupid. And then so all these years later, I still hate Pearl Jam. And people will be like, you're just saying that because it's a cool thing to say or whatever. Like, you know. And I'm like, no, I've never, ever liked this band. I've Don't never liked them. them. I mean, so it's fine. It's just not my thing. It's like, it's cool. I'm allowed not to like well, it. Not exactly right. It still doesn't get it either. Yeah. Was, <laughs> we tried. Um, a real funny quick side story. There used to be a store in West Dallas, a little side city around here, uh, where it was called Nostalgia World, and mm -hmm. they sold to old toys. Mm -hmm. And uh, I used to go in there all the time because the guy who ran the place, uh, he would give me ECW videos. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Because, you know, we'd, how would we get ECW videos back in, like, 96, right, 97? Yeah. Who knew? You know, it's yeah, like right. you're going to a toy store and this guy's getting them shipped into it. Like, hey, man, that's awesome. So uh, I go in to get my, you know, my weekly or monthly fix to go in and watch <laughs> some ECW stuff on his TV and talk to him about wrestling for a little bit. And he goes check it out and I go what and he's like nodding I'm nodding my head to those listening at home and he's nodding off to the to the left and I didn't know what he was what he was saying so I like, kind of walked over and looked and sitting on the floor was Eddie Vedder looking at Mego action figures 1970s Mego action figures like actually Eddie Vedder yeah like sitting Jesus. on the floor just like figuring out he was in the store for about two and a half hours he bought about six or seven of the figures and then the guy gave him a really good price and Eddie asked if he would go lower and Eddie or then the the guy that owns the store is like, you're in Pearl Jam. Like, you should be able to pay these prices. Yeah. So, and then, of course, he ended up paying the price. Also, also so. looking for deals. Yeah, no matter so how much kinda, how rich you are. That was kind of cool, too. I thought that was kind of fun. That yeah, so, cool. but that was an interesting. But I, and I, listen, I'm a nice guy. I wasn't like, hey, I don't like your music. Like, hey, man, fuck you. I was like, I like Migos, too, but Sandman's on TV, so I gotta go watch that. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, um, yeah. Sorry about that, little. No, no, I thought that story. was great. We need those people ready to corrupt the children because i got corrupted with cky uh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Uh, right 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 so the band and then they would basically release jackass like movies, movies. yes mm -hmm. yeah for last, sure uh it was my downstairs neighbor when i was like 13 he gave me a bunch of cky oh hell yeah tapes. he's like i saw you skateboard and check these out check and then there's out. dudes shitting on right <laughs> the <laughs> restaurant floors and Works i'm like for me this guy right. rules right right <laughs> he was my favorite this neighbor ever <laughs> exactly uh anyways jane says yeah uh, <laughs> Back to those steel drums. Steel drums. 
But no, it was really cool. Uh, the steel drums were really cool. I, I, I really like for the yourself. Mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Shit. Sorry. I had a whole thing, but um, this is where the, the You're band gonna start talking in. about marimbas and all kinds of things now. <laughs> Great, we get it. You've it's been like, to Jamaica. That's it. I gotta, I gotta just <laughs> iPhone. Edit out my whole show. <laughs> Very good. So, uh, god damn it. Um, Please read out. Thank you, boys. That's a funny write-up. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyways, I like Jane says, but anyway, moving on to thank you, boys. Uh, nice little, um, what do we keep calling these? Um, palate cleanser? Well, not well. yes, it is another palate cleanser. Interstitial nonsense? Uh, <laughs> yes, that as well. But um, I would say this track is the one that makes it feel like the rest of the tracks were all part of a dream. Like, because uh -huh. uh, it's just like all of a sudden there's like a show t thing, and he's like, oh, thank you, boys. Hey, all right, yeah. And then there's like just some jazzy thing. Uh, Read these questions. That's, was it? Was anything real? Jane, the ecstasy of love, Dad. Did Ted Bundy do it? Was it all just a show? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's my thing. That was no, my that's actually. Thing. I've never thought about it like that. I've always just been like, I'm gonna skip to the next track. <laughs> uh, but um, no, I mean, it's in again in context. It's it's fine for what it is. Right. Um, yeah. Sometimes I, you just need a little something. See, that's why I thought like this. I thought this track would have been cool if it was like a secret track. Like you put it on yes. the end of like Pigs and Zen like ten minutes later. Right. Or whatever. I wonder if it was just like a music uh, industry thing where it had to have so many tracks. So many tracks. Like... So many rights. So much time to <laughs> right. fill. Uh, right. Because that could have been. Um, you take that off, and I think it's a minute and something long. It's, it's yeah, not it's too, not even. It's not really that long, right. but you take that off, and that leaves. And I'm this is me and my cassette sensibilities. That leaves a lot of tape that you then have to fast forward to start the album or Over start again. the yeah, yeah, yeah. on the other side. Yeah. Could yeah. also be that case too. And again, if you're listening to this start to finish, after Jane says, and you're uh, you've heard all of this, like this is totally fine to kind of be like, okay. And you feel like you're out of the fever dream, mm. like you said, yeah. like you're getting pulled out of it. And then also like, oh my God, there's one more track left. And <laughs> it, then, also, yeah. it also makes it work like an encore then too. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's that a great, is, that's, that's a that's, really good point. That's probably better when I thought. then Pigs and Zen comes in. Yeah. Damn, Pigs and Zen. Um, so this one's another song built off a of cool ass Navarro riff. It just, he just owns on this. And then I just, I really like the breakdown. Yeah. Where we get that final yeah. breakdown where uh, I don't remember the, Perry's lines, but yes. I just really like that final breakdown, one last build up to send us off. Mm -hmm. It's just really cool. Yeah, that's uh, some people should die. That's just unconscious knowledge. Yeah. yeah, stuff like, you know, the bigger you get, the wider you spread, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, just a fun, cool. This was always uh, great. This was, again, what they ended with when I saw them. Yeah, how is this just, live? Like, yeah, right. I can it's see amazing. this being really powerful. It's amazing. Live. You know, I mean, it's one of those where it just, and they stretch out that kind of breakdown part. Yeah. It depends what he's talking about. Again, if you haven't heard it, listen to the um, first album because they have it on there, the original okay. Okay. version of it. A uh, little bit uh, different as far, um, uh, I believe, I'm forgetting which one. One version's a little bit slower, a little bit more sludgier, okay. um, but still has the same power, still has the absolute same feel to okay. it. Uh, but again, just goes out. And what's great is you think about how I said earlier how like Ocean Size collapses on itself, songs put you in a different place. When this song ends, it's just pop 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 a pig and it just ends. And that's, <laughs> that's it. it. And then it's like, like you said, it's gone. Yeah, that's it. Like yeah. the dream is gone. <laughs> Everything is gone. It's like this, you just there's no slow fade out, no anything. It just bam, it hits and it's done. That's and you're it. like, wow, okay, I just had this whole album. Yeah. And that's great. and that's it. That's the album. So uh the first album was a live one and it's what got 
their major label deal. Okay. Yeah, so it's worth going back and, and checking it, it out. It absolutely is. And yeah. I think there's a couple really, really great songs on the first album. Uh, the other one, too, with this is that when Dave Jordan had them record all the songs and then he was going to pick which ones would make it onto the album, a large amount of the songs that didn't make it ended up on the next album, Ritual de Little Habitual. Okay. So, which is the thing that, to tie back to the fact of them always being on the verge of breaking up, they had so many songs in their arsenal coming into Nothing Shocking mm-hmm. that they kind of didn't record or write anything yeah. uh, through the Ritual album. It was already all done. All there. Yeah. So it was, have this, tour on this, kind of break up, kind of get back together, yeah. then get the push, and then the songs that they already had on tap put those on ritual because if you then listen to some of the other albums when they got back together it they're good i guess but they're not like the big three are the first three the self-titled this and ritual Mm -hmm. so um and those are all because that was all written in that one block of time like 86 to you know 90 they just had it yeah it was great they had that magic and that's what's so interesting they have like really (coughs) three albums built their legend in right. a way like they you know because they're mentioned with all those other ones like Red Hot Chili Peppers are still going right right. and they're mentioned like with all of them and they only did it off like three albums mm-hmm. and I don't want to see them now I mean I know they're together and I, I like I have all the respect in the world but I don't want to see Jane's Addiction like I got in Humble Bray not Humble Bray just Bray in general <laughs> I got to see them on this tour yeah, when yeah. it was just like they were full on, mm-hmm. like it was the thing. We're like, wow, this is nuts. I you mean, it's a moment. Yeah, I, like cool. it was absolutely. And then um, I had moved to live with my mom in Richmond, Virginia, during my junior year in high school, and they came back through to Milwaukee. I actually told my mom I wanted to move back to Milwaukee because they weren't playing Richmond, <laughs> but I didn't tell her that. Oh. I said, I think I want to go back home and be with my friends because I thought it'd be cool to like move to a different city Mm -hmm. Uh, and just try going starting out at new schools you know like Heather's or whatever you know just kind of (laughs) be the cool mysterious guy but then so my friends were like Jane's Addiction's playing here at, at, on December 21st. And I told my mom, like, I want to move back to Milwaukee. <laughs> and uh, I, I miss my friends, but I actually came back because I wanted to see them. Oh, so, oh, hey. yeah, which is kind of crazy. So then I saw them, that was on the ritual tour. Um, and then I think I saw them, Lollapalooza, maybe a couple times after that. But now it's there. It's just, I mean, it's they're awesome, but it's not the same and it won't yeah. be but like that's like anybody that's yeah. older you know Perry yeah. Farrell's like wearing three piece suits and things <laughs> on stage I want him wearing a girdle no shirt yeah. green dreads and just like going crazy so well that was that was it that was the album All right, there's our breakdown yes. there's our breakdown it's time to have some fun let's do it let's have some fun, fun. <laughs> so the first one that was our I've been, but been, now waiting, we got our I've been waiting for the fun <laughs> oh man oh stinks that was just the um, schoolwork. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of the schoolwork. all right so we have this segment called how is this wrestling so tony and i are going to start the intro and you'll join us in you'll get it one as soon as we yeah, start no, doing it again so here we go here we go how, how is, is this wrestling, wrestling? How is this wrestling? I hate when wrestling fans How do is this wrestling? wrestling? <laughs> I would assume. <laughs> I guess as a person that, yes, I, get, I understand. Sorry, we didn't do that. I didn't know I was here at some smarks. <laughs> some triggering moments. Sorry, just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. That's we have, fine. We'll do, we have to do it one more time, so it's, it's going to be great. I'll really ch- chime in on the next one. <laughs> so first so of how all, is this album wrestling? Okay, so... 
Yeah, how is this? Because I don't this, think it is. This album, <laughs> this album <laughs> not, we're stretching not, here. We're yeah. really stretching. Okay, no, and that's fair. So uh, the one thing that I have. The easiest ones are usually if when we do a rap one and they mention Ric Flair. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, it. Yeah. Totally works. that's Yeah, that's good. Uh, there was no mention of any sort of wrestler in this album. But uh, I, I went for a stretch. So Billy Corgan, the owner of uh, uh, TNA, uh, uh, he was on. NWA. Is it NWA? Yeah, it's not. He's, he's out of TNA. Oh, yeah. well, either way. Okay, so he's Sorry. doing. It's all right. No, no. Thank you uh, for correcting me. I appreciate it. Come no on. Need, no need to apologize. Oh <laughs> these my facts, God. right? Oh my. God. <laughs> She's very nervous. Sorry. Uh, so he has a he has a he has a Q and A on Instagram a while ago talking about uh, that John Oliver thing where we talked about WWE and mm-hmm. the poor quality of yeah um, union needing. So <laughs> people are asking about wrestling, and then somebody asked, "Hey, what do you think about Jane's addictions?" Uh, uh, ritual de la hi- uh, habitual. It's like, oh, one of my favorite albums. So that's how I connected it to. Wow, that, see, that's about it. I <laughs> that's agree. About it. No, I agree. I don't think they're. I mean, I mean, personally, this is this album to me, and not to put so much on it. It kind of transcends a lot of things, and it's hard. You can't put it, and it's such a terrible term. You can't put it in a box. You can't. Mm-hmm classify it as something. That's yeah. why I've been just trying to figure out, like you said, tracks to, for wrestling. I'm like, I don't know. Right. Yeah, I, so, I know. Yeah. Well, no, I know it's just fine, because I think I just, <laughs> I got some takes on that. Too. Okay, <laughs> alright. And then so. the other one that's kind of a stretch also is in the in Mountain Song, they say cash in, and that's me yelling at people who win Money in the Bank. Well, ah, that's good. That's a good that's one. It. That's it. That's what no, I got No, that's there. great. <laughs> that's, that's, see, and I was thinking more on the nose literal and you went and found the I just found that was great stretches stretches of things that could work right that's no it. that's uh, um, I will uh, here I'll give you one um, okay the, the, in the, the name Mountain Song the old wrestler Mean Mountain Dean Okay, alright. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, no, it works. That's good. Okay, fair enough. That was How Is This Wrestling? That was, how was Wait, hold on, I got one more. So. Jane's Addiction. Tons of wrestlers are addicted to drugs. Oh, oh yes. yeah, alright. Okay. <laughs> right. Now oh, I'm on yeah. a roll. Alright, stop it. the segment. Okay, let's go. Here we go. <laughs> Ready? All right. How is this wrestling? How is this wrestling? How is this oh, wrestling? <laughs> alright. Very nice. Uh, thanks. In threes. <laughs> alright, so now we have one called Hyper specific. So we're going to sure. ask you some hyper specific questions. Luckily, I'm glad that you can't really see the questions. Good. Here. No, that's all right. Yeah. Because um, we're going to ask you these awesome questions. Hold on. We have to take a little break. So when I edit this, I can put in hyper specific. Hyper specific. And we're back. So uh, Tony, that was awesome. Would you, <laughs> Tony, would you like to go first? All right. So with hyper specific, I'm going to ask you book these. Three Manda Lucha legends in some fantasy matches. Okay. So you know, fantasy matches. It can be with anybody that exists in time. Sure. And because there's a lot of dead wrestlers. So yes, <laughs> absolutely. Fair enough. Um, so first, we're gonna book Russian Beast. Who's he going up against? Uh, the Manda Lucha champion. Champion going up against um, Ivan Koloff. Okay. All right. I like that. I would do, I would, because uh, he's taller than Ivan Koloff, so he'd look bigger. Oh, he is taller. <laughs> I thought Ivan Koloff was huge. No, he's pretty short. Okay. I, I love nice. he got the strap. He's a classic. Yeah, that was it, cool. I was when glad he came that out. it well, came full circle. And thank goodness we got it off John Morrison yeah. before he got signed. <laughs> that would have been awkward. That would have been a nightmare. Speaking of- 
<laughs> Speaking of that, uh, we noticed that since he's gone, uh, we are willing to step in yeah. uh, to do yeah, like, anything I got that the he same, did. I we got can the totally same amount of abs. I was going to say the physiques do. for all yeah, of us. For sure. <laughs> We're all dealing with that. That's fantastic. My abs have abs just like he does. Uh, yeah. yeah. We had a great, uh, that, the, pull the curtain back, it was a funny moment. So after the last show, um, I guess people are listening to us know all the inside yeah. stuff. Mm. So we, I knew because we had been talking clearly, you know, and yeah, we'd been talking. I would imagine that would right. take more and, than uh, a week. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, he was. Uh, people had left to go to the after party, and he was actually still at the venue, and I was at the venue, and making sure that fine, we were sitting in the dressing room, and uh, I said, and it's so cheeseball because, but he's a super nice guy, so I was just like, you know, I'm gonna miss you. Right? Mm-hmm. Like that, he's like, I'm gonna miss coming here for this, and. Uh, he was just wearing a towel. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and I said, I would hug you if you weren't wearing a towel. <laughs> and he says, I've hugged men in towels before. I said, yeah, but I haven't. And not that I'm <laughs> awkward with it, but it's just kind of a weird moment. I said, yeah. let's just shake on it. We shook hands. But uh, um, it was kind of actually a really cool, touching moment. But the yeah. cool thing that we had, and I always talk about this with people because I thought it was really nice. He... Um, I said, well, you know, when whatever brand you're on, when you come to Milwaukee, give me a call. And like I said, I don't want tickets i don't want to come to the show i just want to hang out he's like that's the best kind of thing that i want to do too he's like i I, like i would love to go to vanguard i'd like to go here like that's like all the things that we've done he's like yeah we will hang and i said don't think you ever obligated to get me tickets and he's like yeah that's fine he's like i wouldn't come to town and ask to come and sit and watch you teach (laughs) <laughs> you know so uh, so we're like but it was cool and he's like we will definitely hang out and we've been in contact since because uh he tried out what he wants to do for his new finisher and wwe needs footage from our show to see okay the oh, okay finisher. nice so yeah wow. so that yeah. was cool so we still we still talk and for christmas i'm well he won't listen to this podcast he's too busy but <laughs> sorry guys uh, <laughs> oh, man. well cancel uh, it he's a big, he's a huge do. big trouble in little china fan a big oh, action movie fan. Yeah. so i got him a jack burton tank top that I'll be sending to him nice. for Christmas. So, nice. Yeah, right. cool dude. So, then, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Send, him, send him this episode after Christmas. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> right, right, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so Russian Beast, I would do Ivan Koloff. Okay, All right, now cool. we got Red Goldstein. Who's he? Uh, who's the uh, thumbs up? Uh, yeah, I, Goldstein, um, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially because there's more than one. Right. Well, <laughs> and this is might sound silly. I'm not a big comedy wrestling guy. Yeah. And I think people lend it to that. Uh, here's a weird one. And I tell uh, when I talk to him, I said I want less comedy. I want more Spike Dudley. And uh, okay. so Red Goldstein, Spike Dudley. Okay, oh, nice. Yeah. In oh, my yeah. mind, initially, I thought Doink the Clown because there was multiple of right. those two. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, which would be, that would be fun. That would be cool. I think it might be too on the nose. But yes, you're probably That would be right, my yeah. only thing because <laughs> someone would say like, oh, I bet you there'll be multiple. So I try to come up with something different. And uh, I like... I like the weirdness of uh, Spike Dudley and how intense he was. Yeah, yeah I mean, that makes a lot of and sense. That's awesome. uh, and because I always say, like, Goldstein, do what you do, but make it more of the intensity of uh, Spike Dudley. So, yeah, that like, would be Spike that. took a lot of crazy bumps. Right. Yeah, he right. Was right. Oh, my God. Right. And I would expect Goldstein, too, as well. Then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and there's also multiple Dudleys. So we could <laughs> branch true. off and do, do multiple Dudleys versus multiple Goldsteins. See how that opens up. And I guess, and I never put it together to right now, we always uh, read Goldsteins from Goldsteinville, so that's right next to Dudleyville, I'm guessing. Hey, so. all right. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Why did I never think about that? Man, this is just synthetic yeah, okay. like, yes. booking that just comes alive on its own. As a bunch of people that don't know what my are like, <laughs> yeah. what are these guys like, talking about? What is about? this shit? And I'm like, yeah, no. That's all good. And then, of course, the big man, 
Xavier Mustafa. Uh, that Barrington Hughes. <laughs> that was amazing. See. That was that's that a, was good. I have no there's no two ways about it. I've had more people angry that they didn't get to fight at that show, which I'm like, <laughs> um right. You don't give it all away on the Yeah, it was like you can't do it. Right, right. Yeah. So um yeah, I would, awesome. yeah Xavier Mustafa versus Barrington Hughes. Which leads me to I'll say I think it's funny that fans can be semi uh not uh, like unintentionally racist when oh, they'll be yeah. like how do you know these guys? I'm like, am I not allowed to know yeah, large African American gentlemen? <laughs> but they don't mean it like that yeah. because it's just these guys are so huge. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, it's, I can know big guys. That's okay like that. So yeah, that's I will say that's what I want to see is the Barrington Hughes Xavier Mustafa match. Pizza uh, and Xavier Moonsault. Yeah, it was like the first, first a, show. Yeah, my first show, and, and it was the last you, time he, he did got it. a lifetime. Yeah, I think it may have been the last time he yeah. did it. Yeah, it, so, was, yeah. it was. Yeah, I don't know, and I mean, like in general, yeah. and other things. I think that yeah. was the the last time. So we all get older. Yeah, yeah. That's, he's that's, got gray sense. in his beard. You gotta yeah. give yeah. the guy. You know, it's that's no, something you gotta it alter. Completely makes sense. And I it, I brought up that story when I first talked to Jay. I was like, hey, by the way, saw saw Mustafa do this shit. Fucking, I was off my Became chair. Became a lifetime customer yeah. in that I was like, moment. That's it, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> well, this wasn't even a big surprise. This year was kind of fun to be able to. Um, Barrington Hughes has been on our radar for a while. Okay. And you always look for that. Like, what's the thing that's going to shock everybody moment? Yeah. yeah. And the fact to find somebody that was like equally, if not just a little bit bigger than yeah. Yeah. Mustafa. Nah, was fam. Like, like, just kind of like, whoa, like, where did this guy come from? So that was great. So and that was awesome. Well, even cool. Xavier turning heel turning on heel. everybody. Oh. The fact that the crowd get... didn't know what to do with that. Yeah, I know. I was like, what? He yeah. was, like it. He it was, was a very Undertaker yes. guy. Yeah, I was Undertaker yeah. guy. <laughs> no, and we felt it. Like, when I was there and it happened, uh, the first thing I said when I walked backstage to Andy, I go, yeah, I don't think the crowd's too happy about that one. But you <laughs> know what, though? But, but you have to shake it up. You yeah. have to shake life up a little bit. It made sense. So. It was great. It yeah. was like, I was like, oh, shit, but also... I was mad in the best way. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. how yeah. dare you guys? Yeah. But then the payoff is, it's like, so he does it, and you're like, well, how does this... Because this guy is so big, he's conti- uh, constantly an ass kicker at these shows. Mm-hmm. How do you... Like, what do you do with that? Yeah. Well, we just find someone, but he's just as big. Yeah. Right. How do you beat Godzilla? You find Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Along that line. Uh, so. Yes. So we love that, and thank you so much for that fantasy booking. Yes. Oh, what okay. else we got on hyper specific? Um, <laughs> if Perry didn't live with Jane, what would this band be called? <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, boy, boy, that's a great one. We always got a stump. You know what? Know what? I think this would have been Psycom. I think because that was Perry's first band was Psycom, and I think that it would have just morphed into Psycom. That would have been that or some version thereof. Okay, so. Good well, quick answer. What was the Jane's Addiction cover band that always fooled me on James? Uh, yeah, I know the drummer. I'm <laughs> not gonna lie, not bad. Like, and I'm not just saying that because I'm friends with him. Yeah. Like, I was pleasantly surprised when I saw them play. Yeah. If I, if I see them, like, I want to see them now. It's worth checking out. It's worth checking they out. They played at Red Dot when I worked there. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I saw. Oh, I didn't know. Right. I live right by Red Dot. Oh shit. Yeah. So yeah. R.I.P. Red Dot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we're, we're neighborhood buddies then. Yeah, I was saying he lives in Tosa too. You, gonna are you to, really? Going to go to Chillin' on the Avenue? Yeah, today. I'm going to that today. With my dog. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's awesome. That's nice. awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, Knowing all the happenings in Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, 
Yeah, they're great. If you have it, uh, I mean, they're. I thought they were really, really good. Mm. So it's cool. Um, and then before we get to your question, which I think is the best one for last, <laughs> there, I'm gonna go with my second one here. Uh, can you tell me, since we're on the spooky season right now, which each member of Jane's Addiction is wearing for their Halloween costume? Uh, oh, that's good. Perry Farrell is Raggedy Ann. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Dave Navarro is Carmen Electra. Ooh. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'd like to see some boobies on him. <laughs> Stephen Perkins is the predator. Oh. That's the drummer because okay. he had real curly hair. Yeah. Just okay. doing like visual recognition. <laughs> and Eric Avery, uh, he's kind of the. You know what? They just put a sheet over him. He's a ghost. <laughs> this is kind of not as. You know, it's not as prevalent as the other ones. <laughs> yeah, I like that. All right, that was worked out. He all just right. needs to put down the line for the mountain. Yes, exactly. That's it. It's all good. <laughs> all right, and I got to ask you, Jay, are sure. you an example of the Liv Moss mentality? This is my favorite. I don't even know what this is. This is my favorite <laughs> screenshot from Taco Master. Bell is a what? It's a brand that believes in living moss. And okay. then he says, you are all examples of the Liv Moss mentality. So he wanted to write so that Taco down. Bell inspired. Er, Who's that guy on the bottom? We this, don't know. So this is from Ink Master, the oh, show that yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. posts, yeah. and Taco Bell so sponsored he, an episode. Wait, so he actually said Taco Bell is a brand that believes in living moss? <laughs> yes. yes. That's pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's what um, we thought we showed this Do story. I believe in uh, living moss? Are you are you an example? Am I a living moss? Of a living yeah. moss I'm, a, I'm an example of a living pause, if you're talking about pa, like a dad. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I guess that, because what does that mean, living more? Yeah, isn't it? Is that what it is? <laughs> moss means more? more. Oh, that's that's what it is? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll talk about Well, it. it's... I'll take you know what, and I'll take it back to my post, post Mondalucha on Facebook, post yeah, that made yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, as I said, and I'll steal the lines from the band against me. That uh, these are yeah. my these are my friends. This is my home. This is how I spend my nights. How I communicate and demonstrate a love of life. Yeah. Holy shit. So, I hope you, you didn't know this, but we're huge against yeah. me fans. Like we did two I of their like three albums. Songs. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just they're great. No, they're they're really good. Yeah. They're really good. So yeah, that's so. I guess I like to live more. You know, I guess compared to as a, a school teacher, it's very interesting. Um, I am living way more than most of the other teachers in my school. Okay. In the sense of like, they'll be like, "What did you do last night?" Well, like that this last week, it was like, "What did What did you do last night?" I'm like, I went to Green Bay for a concert. And yeah. like, what? <laughs> so who cares? We just do it, you know. Right. And then. Then on yesterday for school, they're like, did you do anything fun last night? I'm like, yeah, me and my kids went to a movie at 10 o'clock and saw the thing. And they're like, on a school night? And I'm like, yeah, that's what we, that's what we do. That's how, right, that's how we live in my house. So, um, yeah, so I guess I'm always trying to live more. Okay. Well, yeah, thing rules. Yeah, yeah it's a great, I didn't, rule. yeah. I rewatched it again this year. I'm fascinated by this meme. I'm like, you're just yeah, it's so, it at makes it. me so happy. My other version, favorite version, is uh, it was from the latest Metal Gear game, and uh, it's oh, that's right. Snake okay, going <laughs> Taco Bell is a brand that believes in living moss, and it's saluting all his troops at it's the end of the game. Suit. That's pretty great. <laughs> that, awesome. that just shows how old I am. I'm like, what's this meme? You <laughs> I don't get any of this. What I, are memes, children? I do. I mean, I have enjoyed the show. Ink Masters, mm-hmm. I've seen it a couple yeah. times. So, but he does say a lot of dumb shit. <laughs> oh yeah, no, absolutely. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, you can oh, swear. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I, 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 I should have. I should have told you. I dropped it. Fucking a, guys. Let's do it. <laughs> Start swear, over. I've been swearing the whole time. <laughs> yeah, right. No, we're gonna just retake. Take two. I mean, we were almost done, but yeah, take two. No, <laughs> that's awesome. No, but uh, 
hey, that was that was a show. That's as easy as it gets, right there. Um, that was the whole show. That was yeah, the whole we show. done. We're wow, done. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was going to go longer, but I guess I'm not as long winded as I thought. <laughs> well, okay, you have an opportunity to be long winded right now. If you want to just plug anything you're doing right now, I know you got a show up coming up in December. Cooperage. Yes, uh, December sixth, we have a show at the Cooperage in Milwaukee. Um, there's a handful of tickets left. I keep saying that, but literally, I think there are. Um, I just haven't been advertising it because okay. there's what's the point? Mm-hmm. Um, but if anyone wanted to jump on and come out, that'd be awesome. Also, I do a podcast uh, with uh, a guy named Derek St. Holmes. He's a independent wrestler from the Midwest. He's been wrestling for about 20-some years. Uh, he's very, very knowledgeable about wrestling. Nice. Um, I'm basically the comic foil that just pisses him off. And, <laughs> uh, but... Um, co-host, it's called Cigars and Conversations with Derek St. Holmes Esquire. If you were to jump in at an episode, I would suggest episode 18, where we discuss the history of wrestling bears. Okay. So, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of fun. And then where can we find those? Uh, I think on most podcast providers. I know for sure on Apple Music, Stitcher. Okay. Um, I, yeah, uh, some of that stuff. I'm guessing... Spotify, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Our guy just throws his stuff up, and then I just kind of show up for him and do it. So it's cool. But, no, it's a great time. And the name um, of that one again is? Cigars and Conversations Cigars with and Conversations. Derek St. Holmes Esquire. So, yeah, we're approaching episode 50. We've interviewed a couple people. There it is. Yep, you found it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's good. I, I, I enjoy doing it, and um, I enjoy doing podcasts in general. This yeah. is great because... Uh, Again, I like this album. I like music. Yeah. And I think being passionate about things is Absolutely. huge. And, I mean, whether it's, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about professional wrestling. Even though I don't watch it, I really don't. Like, I don't watch any of the – not because I dislike it. I'm just – sometimes I just get fried out from it. Well, I feel at this it. point it becomes work, too. Yeah, yeah. right. Oh, yeah, so, um, <laughs> and so I don't really watch it now, but I'm such a fan of the past, and it was such a part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. So, like, studying it, knowing the lineage, same with music – I'm a, the kind of person where it comes to, uh, you know, I love punk and straight edge. And like I say, just like I, I think you have to be eclectic. And I think if you want to have mm-hmm. an opinion on music, you have to mm-hmm. know. I don't like Kenny Chesney, <laughs> but I, I kind of know who he is. I right, guess. Yeah, 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 I have yeah. an opinion, but there is country that I do, or old country, not yeah. really new country. But there's stuff that I like and dislike, right. and I think yeah, you, people do themselves a really big disservice if they just pigeonhole themselves and stick with one. Right. And you know, one brand. Exactly. And that's why, and this is why we enjoy doing it too, because somebody can bring something that they're passionate about, which yeah. teaches us it. Yeah. Like, because like, we, we learned it, but then we like hearing, I mean, it writes itself. Right. When somebody is talking about their interests, right. that's and why we love having guests on. Well, it was, ner- again, it's nerve-wracking, because then I'm like, oh, am I going to pick this and this guy, they're going to be yeah. like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, no. You know what I mean? I mean, because I could, if uh, then that was the other one, too. I'm like, do I pick something super dumb and do it just to be like, let's do something dumb, but. Hey, we would have been totally into it. No? Yeah, but this is definitely, like, I mean, if to, to be passionate about music or to be passionate about anything and be able to, like critically or you know or just break something down not in like a terrible way but just right. be able to break it down and you should be able to pull out something interesting mm-hmm. or likable about no matter what you do yeah so yeah that's me i'm also oh i know i was also <laughs> one more real quick plug uh podcast called the shameless picture show uh i was on that and we discussed the movie cannibal holocaust oh, okay so um because i'm really passionate about exploitation cinema as well so it's a really long podcast um mm-hmm. skip like the first 15 or 20 minutes but uh definitely if you're into cannibal movies uh that was fun too yeah i'm having a great time on shutter 
Just yeah, it's great, it. right? Yeah, oh, it's awesome. It's, it's, <laughs> it's my favorite thing. I love this. This is great. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Jay, Jay, thank you so much so for taking the time. So oh, that, thank you for having me. We're this really big great. fans. Secret pot handshake. Oh, yeah, we got to do the secret pot what handshake. That's all we got to do. How, so what did this? Yeah, and psh, yeah, there you yeah, go. You know here. what this means? Psh, I think we, we stole secret it. It's a secret. Uh, secret thing. Now you know it. Don't if, tell if anybody else. If you're in the podcast, you know, if um, you've been here. I'm going to, so I'm going to, um, I'm going to invite myself back on because yeah. I really want us, I would love to sit down with you guys and uh, talk about song poems. Okay. All Are right. you familiar with song poems? No. no. Look them up. Okay. I'll, you know what? I'll send you a link to the album, and I'll uh, send you a link to what they're about. And uh, I think you guys would really enjoy it, and it would make for a fun show. Fuck yeah. So I've just invited myself back on. So yeah, take no, that, uh, audience. Uh, yeah, take if you didn't like me, tough <laughs> shit. <laughs> He's coming back. No, Jay, awesome. thank you again so much. Oh, this is great. Um, we're not exactly radio. We're going to be, you know... Here. Here again. More <laughs> next week, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what do we got coming up next week? We got uh, the... Video Dead, and we're going to discuss horror. Horror movies and mm-hmm. movie soundtracks. 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 Anyways, uh, yeah, catch us on uh, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we're on all these things, Spotify. Well, I guess if you're listening to us, you know where we are. Um, anyways, I'm Benny K. This is... Tony Just Tony. And we're not exactly radio. We're out of here. Bye-bye. I try.